and welcome to the Happier Marriage Podcast. A podcast for spouses longing to have a happier marriage so they can feel more connected, desired and supported. Now, to start the show, here is your host, and Sherpa, licensed marriage and family therapist and certified relationship coach, Kingsley Grant. This is episode 50, and I have another powerful episode for you. Today's topic is entitled, How to Resolve Marital Conflict Without Hurting Each Other. Today, we're diving into the fascinating topic of conflict resolution. Now, we all know that conflicts are a normal part of every relationship, right? You've experienced that, haven't you? But here's what happened. It, it doesn't have to be destructive. Unfortunately, many couples have experienced destructive outcomes as a result of a, of a conflict, but it doesn't have to be that way. And that's what we're going to talk about today and show you why I believe it doesn't have to be that way and how you can keep it from being that way. I believe, in fact, conflict can actually be a good thing. You know, when I did uh, do premarital counseling, I asked a couple about conflict and we talked about that. And and I've heard most times they'll say conflict is a bad thing. It's not good. I'm saying, why isn't it? Because it's conflict that sharpens and makes you better at what you need to become. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it can actually be a good thing if if it's handled in a healthy manner. Now, there are two main types of conflict resolution and how we should approach conflict. And that is, um, our, let's put it this way, two types of conflict resolutions. It's either passively done or actively done. And here's what the difference is. Passive conflict resolution is when you avoid um, dealing with the, the the conflict altogether. It's avoidance. It's, av- it's just passively avoiding what it is you need to deal with. And this can lead to resentment, anger, and, and, and other negative emotions, right? Now, active conflict resolution, on the other hand, is when you face the conflict head on and work to find a solution that works best for both of you. Now, it's not aggressive. I'm not talking about aggressive uh, approach here, but it's an active, respectful, helpful, mutual way of trying to find a um, find a way to to navigate to manage the conflict and get a solution that's helpful for the relationship. Now, active conflict resolution, I believe, is the best way to resolve conflict in your marriage. Now, it's important to remember that it's you and your spouse, right? You are a team, you are on the same side, and you should be working together, right? I used the word earlier, mutual. You should be working together to find solutions that make both of you happy. Now, some spouses may not like talking about conflict as if by not talking about it, it won't exist or it will simply go away. Or some may be in denial, right? And, and here's what I understand where some spouses come from, why they may feel that way or think that way. And, and they may have some objections to even me discussing this idea of conflict and talking about active conflict resolution. And some of their objections may be based on some of their, their I would say, 
um, their thought process that is not really helpful. For example, they may say, I'm afraid of making things worse. Now, I understand and I get that. And I can understand why in some situation, when you're in a, um, a, a relationship where there is there are issues continuously or you have a spouse who could be dangerous or could be harmful or could be, you know, I, I get it. Those are times you have to understand and and know what it is you say and when to say certain things. And I would just say you need to get some help because that is not healthy. It's not good to be in a relationship where you are afraid of speaking up. I just did a um, an, an episode on assertive thinking, assertive speaking. And you want to go back and listen to that because it's so important to assert yourself. So when you're afraid of making things worse, that, that tells me there's something else going on in the relationship. There's something else deeper that needs to be worked on um, in, in therapy and because that's not a healthy place to be. Another objection may be, I don't think we can agree on anything. Again, I know I've worked with couples who have said that. I mean, we don't agree on anything. We don't see eye to eye. We're not on the same page. It's almost like we're incompatible, they'll say, right? And another objection may be, I don't believe conflict resolution can make a significant difference in our relationship. It's just really where it's at for them. And maybe they have given up. Maybe they are have checked out. And so even this may be for some people, just like, uh, you know, I, I, it's not going to help us. We, we are beyond that. Our our marriage, marriage is unsalvageable, salvageable, some people may think. And, I, you know, if it is so, I, I you're right. It won't help. You need to get some deeper work. And I would recommend get some marriage therapy. Now, objections like these will keep you from the benefits your marriage would, would gain by learning how to manage conflict in a God-honoring way and empathic way. Now, I stress those things because when you're focused and your intention is to be God-honoring and be and, and practice empathy, then this is exactly what you need. This is exactly what you're going to need to help you to navigate conflicts in your marriage and have a better, better outcome. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the benefits of active conflict resolution and how you can implement those into your marriage. And we will also hear from a couple who struggled with conflict in their marriage, but were able to overcome it through active conflict resolution that you're going to hear me mention and, and how that was possible. Now, before we do all of that, let me just say, if you're here for the first time, and um, thank you for being here, number one. And, you know, what you'll hear today is coming from someone who have been helping spouses like you for almost two decades hundreds of spouses I've worked with and I've seen great results over the years. And on top of that, you're 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 hearing what you're hearing from somebody who's been married for almost four decades. Okay. And have two adult children. So that combined, I think I've learned a thing or two to help you experience deeper connections with your your spouse, a stronger sense of intimacy, and a marriage that honors God. And that's where you're going to hear the perspective from which I, I take. Now, so if your marriage is struggling or could use a spark, you are in the right place. And I want you to stay tuned. So the big question is this. How is it possible that you have a happier marriage when... 
You feel like you've tried everything. Your spouse isn't making an effort. You're exhausted. You feel like giving up. Or there's so much hurt that's taken place between you and your spouse. That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. Now, I hope you're ready to continue this discussion on how to resolve marital conflict without hurting each other. As promised, I, I want to share with you Sarah and John's story as a backdrop to what you are about to learn about resolving marital conflict without hurting each other. Now, Sarah and John have been married for 13 years, and they, they loved each other very much. But they also had a lot of conflicts, and which marriage haven't. But they have habit. They tend to have a, a a bit more than some average marriages. Now, Sarah was a very emotional person, and and she she wears her emotions on her sleeve, right? So she overreacted to things. Things are exaggerated for her, and she read things beyond what it really is sometimes, and it frustrates John that everything seems to be so much bigger than it actually is. Now, John was more the logical, right? And he sometimes had a hard time understanding or connecting with Sarah's emotions, which also frustrates her. Now, one day they got into a big fight about something small. Isn't that how it tends to be? Something small. And Sarah, she started yelling at John. I mean, she was on the top of her lungs because she's a yeller, right? She's from a family she would describe as a yeller, yelling family. And she just began to just to rip into John and just yell at him. And John, who he was, he wasn't a yeller. He didn't come from a family that yells. And so his response was to shut down. Now, can you imagine? One is yelling, he's just shutting down. And, and sometimes the yeller wants, would prefer to go toe-to-toe, but not John. And so they end up saying, some hurtful things. And so even though John shut down, he also, in a very passive way, right, in a very passive way, he went to sarcasm, and he ended up saying some hurtful things to her, and, and of course she to him, and they both went to bed angry. Now, now the next day, they were both still feeling angry and hurt, and but they knew they knew they could not keep doing this or going on like this because they both loved each other. So they decided to try a different approach to conflict resolution. That's where the story is going to stop for now. Now, we can say from the story that Sarah and John hurt each other um, by how they mishandled their conflict. Wouldn't, would you agree? I think you would. Now, Sarah yelled at John and John shut down in return, but not before saying some heart hurtful things to Sarah. So they both hurt each other in mishandling this conflict. Even remember now, it was a small conflict. It was a small conflict. You know, the Bible says it's a small leaven that leavens the whole lump. It says the small foxes are the ones who eat the vine. So don't overlook small things because small things led leads to big things. And that's where sometimes where people don't deal with the small things, they eventually grow and, and fester and it becomes this humongous things thing where it could have been avoided. Now, what if both Sarah and John could have managed this conflict better? Would there be benefits in that? What would you say? I believe there would be benefits. Now, here are some benefits I believe they could have experienced had they handled this much better. Number one, 
I believe they could have strengthened their intimacy. Imagine when they could work through the conflict and have uh, understanding and, and truly were empathic and really God-honoring, how much that could help their relationship. Because what happened is they will learn how to, um, how this approach of mutual mutuality, right, of they're both on the same page, could truly deepen their connection and allow them to see the other person's side and connect at that level. So it could strengthen their intimacy. It's a benefit that it could have if they've handled the, the, the conflict much better. Secondly, it truly could do an, a number on their communication. It forces them to have better communication skills because it takes some skills to be able to, to navigate moments of conflict. So their, in, their communication would improve a great deal because they're, in, they're um, implementing effective techniques, right? Listening, active listening. I've done also a past episode on that active listening uh, with their eyes and their ears. And I talked about nonverbals already. And so you may be able to go back and listen to my podcast episode or my YouTube channel where I covered topics like this one already. So you can hear those as well. And the third part is that the marriage could be happier. When you're able to implement the, the right conflict resolution style, that can lead to a more, I believe, harmonious and, and fulfilling relationship. Now, the question before us is, how could they have managed the conflict better? And how might you do the same? Now, that's a question, and I have the answers. But before I share the answers with you, I need to share a few things with you. So just hang in there. Let me share three things with you. Very important, and it's very necessary. The first thing I want to do is ask you to do what I call espousal honor. That means I'd like for you to leave a rating and a review for this podcast you're listening to if you're getting value from it, which I believe you're, you do. And so that's the least I can ask in return is that you leave a rating and a review, and I'll share with you how to do that at the end of this episode. It doesn't take long. It's truly an easy, easy process on your phone. And um, if you can leave a, a, a quick review of what, you know, on your phone, it will truly be, be helpful. Now, to ensure that you don't miss any episodes of the past or, you know, any future episodes, subscribe to this show today. And also, if you have missed past episodes, you can always go back and binge listen at happiermarriagesecrets.com, happiermarriagesecrets.com, and access all the past episodes. Secondly, I want to ask you to go to my YouTube channel under Kings the Grant, and you'll see videos on topics like this one, even though they're different. And I want you to do three quick things when you go there. First, I want you to subscribe. Secondly, I want you to hit that like button. And thirdly, click on the notification bell. You want to go to that channel because I have a lot of um, valuable teachable moments there using, you know, um, basically slides. And you, you can see all the different fancy things that I'm doing in my video. So go there and subscribe to the video channel. And thirdly, I, if you have not yet taken the Happier Marriage Assessment Quiz that gives you a good indication of the state of your marriage, then I, I want you to encourage you to do that today. And uh, you can do that in less than 90 seconds, right? You can get your score immediately and get an access to a downloadable PDF that explains your score. And you can do that at happiermarriagesecrets.com slash quiz, happiermarriagesecrets.com slash quiz. All the links will be down in the description that you are able to see that follows this episode 
make sure you access those um, descript those links because it will take you to the places I've just described. And lastly, let me mention that this show is brought to you by kingsleygrant.com where you'll find resources and other services that we offer that will be helpful to you. Again, it's kingsleygrant.com. So how could Sarah and John have managed their conflict better and how might you do the same? Now, I believe they could um, do so with three, three strategies. Three strategies. Number one, they could listen to each other without interrupting. This is a frustrating thing for so many couples when they're trying to share their ideas or their thoughts and they're being interrupted by, I know what you're going to say, or they're saying, I, I don't believe that. You haven't even finished your thought and, and they're jumping in and trying to tell you what it is you're saying, or they're trying to combat what they've heard so far without the whole matter. The Bible says very carefully about this very thing. Listen to the whole matter. Listen to the whole matter. Because sometimes you'll jump in prematurely and you miss some very vital, important information that could help you better understand what your spouse was saying. It's also show a sign of respect. When you listen to each other without interrupting, you're respecting the other person and saying what they are about to say is so important or else they would not be sharing that. And every person wants to be heard. Every person wants to be understood. So listen to each other without interrupting. I believe that with John and Sarah, if um, John even tried to interrupt Sarah, he would, she wouldn't have no, no, none of that. I mean, she was yelling as it is. And maybe it's not a good thing to even say anything. And, and maybe John was trying to practice just to, you know, the peace, keep the peace. And But that was his pattern, though. It was very passive, and, and Sarah knew it. And so she wanted to, to, to kind of get him to, to say something, to do something, right? And so she just was yelling at him. Of course, it did not work. So the first thing I believe they could do better, and I believe you can implement in your marriage, is to listen to your spouse without interrupting. Now, this is hard, but it's something you can practice to restrain yourself, but also you can agree upon that in your beforehand, you know, so as far as conflict is concerned, this could be an agreed upon principle that you're saying we're going to listen. And if I need to interrupt because I want to make sure my trade of thought is correct, it's a different story, then of course, mutually you've already um, agreed upon that. So it's not a big deal. Number two, try to see things from your spouse's perspective, right? Try to see things from your spouse's perspective. That's empathy. So many couples lack empathy. They will tell you they have empathy. They will tell you I'm empathetic. But when it comes to um, a moment of listening to their spouse and not interrupting and trying to see something from their perspective, you know, put yourself in their shoe. They, they're just like, that's out the window because they don't want to hear it. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to even try because they're so worked up and they want to be heard and they want their spouse, they want to hurt their spouse. Whatever the goal is, somehow empathy is thrown out the window. But when you try to see things from your spouse's perspective, it is so helpful. Now, I know it's not easy. Uh, trust me, I have been married almost for decades. I've had my share. I've learned the hard way many times. I have done the very same thing. I'm telling you, I've learned from this, but it's made our marriages, our marriage a whole lot better when I try to make it very intentional and I restrain and I really manage my emotions and the emotion of my spouse. It truly helped me to see from her perspective where she's coming from. Again, 
It is not easy, but it's possible. All things are possible with God's help. So if you really want to do that, ask God, number one, to give you the grace and the patience and the wisdom and the self-control, which he says he's already given to you, to practice this skill, to see something from your spouse's perspective. And number three, be willing to compromise. Now, understanding the importance of finding a middle ground is so key because you're working together to a, a mutual um, beneficial uh, outcome solution. And so you're willing to say, you know, maybe I overreacted or maybe what it is I want in this moment is not as important or maybe I'm okay with instead of getting, you know, uh, an A plus, so to speak, if I keep the great example, you know, I can take an A minus. It's an A and I'm okay with that. If my spouse also can instead of getting an A plus, be okay with an A minus, right? Or even a B on both sides. What you're trying to say is the relationship is more important than what it is you're fighting for right now. Now, of course, there are exceptions to everything because there might be some convictions and some things that are core issues that you cannot negotiate on, right? For example, I would not negotiate in any way or compromise about my faith in Christ. That is an there's a no-no. There's I don't compromise that. And my wife does not either, and she would not expect me to, or I would expect her to. So I when I use the word compromise, it's on things that you know are have negotiation and it's okay because it's not like life or death is it's basically around that issue. So be willing to compromise because sometimes you may not have it right. She may not have it right. He may not have it right. The the thing is that it's not about who is right or who have it right is about what is right and what is right should be the guiding principle for this idea of conflict resolution without hurting the other person. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on anything we've covered today from the start of the show to this point. I'd love to hear. So you can send me an email or DM me, send me a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what your thoughts are or if you have a question. Okay, um, I'd love to hear from you and you can do it there as well. So again, I want to say thanks for listening. And um, before I have the announcer tells you how to get a free gift just by staying to this point, let me just again say this, that to um, leave a rating and a review, just go on your Apple phone to Apple Podcast, right? Apple Podcast, search a podcast, Happier Marriage, just type in Happier Marriage. When that pops up, click on the image. Scroll all the way to the bottom, and right there you'll see reviews and ratings. At that time, you can leave me a rating. Just click on the five star. There you go. Yes. And then also make sure you leave us a brief rating, just a very short two or three sentence rating about what you thought about the show today. I would really, really appreciate it. And that's it. That's how you leave a rating for this show. So my friend, we've come to the end of this show, and thank you for listening. Now let's go and make happier marriages again we've come to the end of another exciting show and if you enjoyed this podcast one make sure you give this show a rating and review two subscribe to the show to get all new releases and three get your complimentary copy of the five secrets to a happier marriage ebook at kingsleygrant.com slash hms ebook again it's kingsleygrant.com slash hms ebook See the link in the show notes. Do it today. Don't delay. 
Thanks so much for listening and make sure you tell one other spouse about this show or better yet, share it with them. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May he turn his face toward you and give you his peace both now and forever.